Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am big. The picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Figadana, and with me as always... Richie Byrne! Buddy! It's Humpty Hump, it's Hump Hump Day! Yeah. How are I'm, you? I'm good, man. It's uh, another day here in paradise. Uh, yeah. How my wife kids? and kids are out for a little walk, so I have the house to myself, which is very nice. You Now, you have been loving this with the kids, that end of it. Right. I got to be honest. I I hate telling people that I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Because I'll tell you, you know my buddy Tim Sullivan. You know Tim. Yeah. Yeah. Tim. He has three kids, and he. I mean, they're older than yours. But he was telling me the other day how much these last two months have been so great for him because his he's gotten so tight with his kids, and I think that's cool, man. Yeah. You I know. I know it's like not the cool thing as a, you know, artists are always pretend that they suffer and pretend that their lives are so hard and they have feelings no one else feels, but I'm sorry. It's kind of bullshit. I'm living the best life I can. Yeah. And I'm enjoying, I have spending so much time with my kids. Angie and I were laughing because it was like day 10 and she's like, you know, since we've been married, this is the longest you've ever been home. Yeah. I got the traveling bug, man. I'm like a, a Towns Van Zandt yeah. song, you know? It, yeah. After a few days home, I'm like getting itching to get back out on the road. Yeah. Um, unless I'm doing a project, I want to be out on... I I enjoy traveling the back roads of America. You know? Yeah. I love that shit. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, when I was your age, I did. But as I got older, I got really burned out from it. Oh, I'm burned yeah. out from it, but yeah. even when I can't stand it, I still feel like I need to do, like, even if it's not doing a gig, like, out where we live, I want to go find somewhere new, find mm -hmm. a little town somewhere and stop at a little tavern. Right. Find a new favorite spot. That's my favorite. That's the greatest thing in the world is finding a new favorite spot. Right, right. You know, like, cool. like if you... I'm in Nashville and I find a little corner bar in Nashville, I go... This is my new Nashville spot. Right. And to me, that's like the greatest feeling in the world. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, <laughs> but you you seem to have really taken to being home with the boys, which is cool. Yeah. I. Uh, it's it's tough, you know. And trust me, I have my, my bad moments that I'm embarrassed of where I blow up over nothing. But in general, it's, it, it is what it's going to be. And. So why complain, you know? No, I know. I know. I mean, yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. This has been a great outlet doing yeah. the show every night, having, yeah. you know, trying to come up with finding the finding the comics, trying because we really haven't discussed this at all. And I don't know why I'm doing it now, but it's just been a great outlet and working with you and Joey and even Joel. Like it's been really <laughs> You can't help but bust balls, even when you're being sincere. That's why I love you. Well, we got. I, I bring that up because we have a special guest host tonight. Yeah, we're gonna have a a, a, a try host. We're kind of, and we're bringing him back. He used to be our third host. Yeah, and then we fired his ass. <laughs> fired him. 
But he, he, we wanted to bring him on on this show, and uh, let's get him out here. Soul Joe, ladies and gentlemen. Soul Joe, the man. The I mean, man. That's, that's some introduction. Let me kick him in the balls and then bring him out. Let's it's it it's the equivalent of Mickey Mouse going, yeah, this fucking Walt Disney guy. I hate you guys. <laughs> but it's true, right? I mean, uh, you, fro- you froze for a minute. Oh, Maybe oh, that was me. Yeah, I think it was. Um, you Have you enjoyed – I've enjoyed this. That it's Yeah, it's great, man. I mean, staying relevant and trying to stay on top of people. Some people during this whole time have disappeared. Yes. You got, you, yeah. you got, you got to uh, find a way to stay relevant and on top of people. And then and I'm going to let I'm gonna let our audience in on something that they don't know, and that's that there have been nights where one of us or the other one or the three have been not happy with each other. <laughs> and I think we've always done a really good job of hiding that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, we both we've all had big fights somewhere along the way, <laughs> except, except for Joey. Except for Joey, say John, like, but the three of because, us because that saint means something with Joey. Yeah. He's actually the only one of us. Joey, that is a saint. His name actually was Joey John, so he started working with the three of us, <laughs> and they canonized him. <laughs> That's enough. Enough stupidness. Let's move on with the show. We got a tremendous guest tonight. Got a killer show. Yeah. Well, well, uh, it really means a lot to me that this guy came on. Uh, I saw him when he first got past at the cellar trying to keep Nick DiPaolo from blowing the light. And uh, when he got on the Tonight Show, he became a regular on the Tonight Show. I was actually with you guys up at the Dr. Oz show, and he called me up. He got called last minute to do a set, and he looked at his calendar, and he said, you know, which one of his gigs he wanted to plug. And he plugged Soul Joel Comedy at at the Valley Forge Casino. Right. And when, when they debuted it, Jimmy Fallon literally said, go see Mike Vecchione at the Valley Forge Casino. Overnight, we sold out two shows, and I couldn't be happier to have him. He could have uh, said that he opened for Richie Byrne in his career, but he didn't say that. So. No, he, he didn't say that. But please welcome <laughs> the very funny Mike Vecchione. Yes. Thank you guys for having me on. Hey, yeah. Thank you for doing it, bro. You guys are you know, tucked away backstage. I'm not used to StreamYard. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, really? We yeah. really like it. We really like it a We're lot. We're doing Zoom, um, Zoom everything. So this, this is, is your 19th podcast fun. today, right? This is the uh, the 21st, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he, his podcasts are allowed to drink now. Thank <laughs> God you're on ours. Yeah. Yeah. But so, how you been, man? Everything I'm good. You know, like everybody, everything has stopped, but uh, it's an opportunity to work on other stuff. Because, like Mark was saying, like. Um, Sometimes you get caught up in the road and it's like, people are like, why are you writing a show? Why haven't you? I'm like, I'm just, dude, I'm so, I'm working on my act. Like I'm on the road, I'm in the city, like I'm working on my act all the time. So it's like, there's never time or energy to work on anything else. Right. And uh, so this is a good opportunity. There's no excuse now. You know what I mean? Like work on something else and uh, figure it out. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. No. And and we shot the, the name of the show is, Drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Okay. But we always have a drink in hand. It doesn't have to be alcoholic. So what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a jug of water. I'm staying high. Nice. <laughs> He's going a gallon of water. Gallon of water. Do you do the gallon a day? Mm. It depends if I work out or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always keep. I wrestled, so I had to, like, de- you know, those last couple pounds, you have to dehydrate. So now Spend I get water. Uh, around. Well, I'm drinking a gallon a day. Ah, <laughs> uh, nice. You're drinking a wine? 
drinking the yeah. the Rossi. Oh, that's I'm, great. I'm actually doing wine too. I'm drinking a nice Zinfandel. That's great. Yeah. Right from the bottle. You mentioned wrestling, Mike. Don't you don't you think wrestling set you up for a career in stand up comedy? Just the one on one aspect, and you can it's only rely great, on yourself. Great segue, Joel. It wow. is a great segue, Joel. I don't know why they fired you. <laughs> I would have kept on. Oh boy, I'm already sweating. <laughs> oh, what are we in a sauna? Am I trying to cut weight here? What's going on? <laughs> Oh, this is fun. <laughs> is it because you're not classy enough? You're not drinking a wine? Like yeah, I'm also drinking a wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know it was in such a fancy podcast. Everybody's wait, wait, drinking wine. It, right. uh, the, the, the bottle had a cap, Mike, so it's not that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot the original nice question. Twist, no, it's fine. We'll switch gears. Wrestling, yes. I took a lot of beatings in wrestling, and it prepares you for a life in stand-up in the road. <laughs> the road is, uh, I don't know. It can be good, but then it's can, you know you have those nights where you're like, what am I doing? What am I even doing? What the fuck am I doing? Like, these people don't get me. It's like, you know, I don't know. But usually it's, you know, you'll, it's good. Like, Valley Forge is very good, man. I had such yeah. great shows there. It was such a great time. Yeah. Well, you even told us a couple times that, like, you got a ticket for being in uh, the crosswalk. Uh, by- dude, I was seriously ready to come home. I was doing his gig, and I left a little too late. I left, like, at 3. Not a little too Like, I left, like, at 3 o'clock. To, to, and it took me through the city. A Friday on a Friday and I was just I got a ticket because I was in a crosswalk I was stuck in traffic for like hours hours and and I'm I'm stuck I'm not moving at all so I'm like motherfucker I'm you know it starts to build it starts to build it starts to build so then I'm, I'm stuck in traffic finally I move so I move up and I'm and I cross the intersection but I'm stuck in the crosswalk a bunch of cops are on the corner just sitting around talking one of the cops peels off, comes up to me, tells me to roll down my window. She's like, you're in the crosswalk. Here's a ticket. And then yeah. goes back to chilling on the corner. I'm like, you're <laughs> out here directing traffic. At least yeah. it looked like you care. But you don't. This is just a revenue. And you told me that story. And you're like, I didn't tell you that so that I would pay for the ticket. But you were the first comic that said, my audience put you in a better mood. You're like, that was yeah. such a comedy audience that after the yeah. show, the audience was like, that was great. But you were like, no, that was great for me because I was in a terrible mood at that bright in my day. Yeah, I was in a terror. I was really, con- if it would have been you, I was really considering just turning around and going home. <laughs> You're like, I'm just not coming. Dude, I'm just not coming. I'm just cutting my losses. <laughs> I, I actually was on the, the 59th Street Bridge. And uh, I get similar situation where I got stuck in the crosswalk and I go, ah, screw it. And I just, so I just went because I knew they would give me the ticket. The cop walks up to the car. That's how bad traffic was. Caught up to my car as I tried to run away. Walks up like, here's your ticket. Like, are you kidding me? You walked to my car. I'm getting a ticket. How dangerous can this be? Right. I was with Dustin Chafin, and he goes, and you almost killed your little buddy over here. (laughs) I was like, oh, you should not have called Dustin little buddy. Back in the uh, the 90s, I I got it. It was Christmas Eve Eve, and it was a Friday night. 
So everybody was leaving town to go wherever they were going for Christmas. And I was going to do a show in Connecticut. And my car broke down in a toll booth on the George Washington Bridge. Literally stopped dead like right, be right before the toll booth. Like a, and, it, and there's just traffic like you can't believe. And now I'm going to miss the gig. And this is before cell phones. So I can't even call the club to say I'm broken down because no one gives a shit. The, 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 uh, the toll booth, the, there's no easy passes back. <laughs> People are coming by. And as they're going by in the other toll booths, they're spitting on my car. They're just spitting, <laughs> hocking loogies. And I'm sitting there like, like it's my fault that I broke down, that I ruined their Christmas. And I'm, there going, I'm never going to work the club again because and, and it's Christmas Eve Eve and, and people are now spitting the ultimate indignity now. I'm being spit on. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Isn't this a glorious business that we're in? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we really are treated pretty pretty poorly. I mean, yes. Like, it, was such such a, um, it was such a relief. I find that if I would have had no problem getting there and found parking right, like everything was just like, uh, I, then the show would have been terrible. Right, right. Like, you know, And you never remember those gigs. The show ends up being good. Right. It's right. Like, you know, God's fair in that sense. <laughs> Speaking of not God being fair, did you know there's there's a Mike Vecchione hockey player that plays yeah. for the Philadelphia Flyers? Yep. He I, yeah. he must be upset at you because I've tagged him in so many posts by accident, and like all comics are whores, and you've been on 22 podcasts today. Like yeah. that dude now, I checked I, right before this. I I about to go post and I check it out. His account is now private. I don't know if it's because he's been bombarded with all this. I'm sure he hates me. I'm sure he hates me. And we're, like, we're like jockeying for that first position on Google. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah, this has been like a he's thing like, for like, he's a good, he's a really good hockey player. He's really good. Well, like, when Joel I, said I got Mike Vecchione, I went the hockey player. <laughs> Richard There's a Mike Vecchione yeah. hockey player. There's a Mike Vecchione who was a district attorney, Southern District of Manhattan, who would prosecute all the mob guys. Well, that and shit, I'm a cop one of these guys to get out of prison and kill the wrong Mike Vecchione. <laughs> <laughs> so funny now. <laughs> so I've actually talked to that Mike Vecchione. He has a he has a book out, a couple books. I've read them. And uh he's like a great guy. So there's hockey player Mike Vecchione, attorney Mike Vecchione, district attorney, and there's also a marine biologist, Dr. Mike Vecchione. Really? But yeah, but it's it's you and the hockey player. It's you and the hockey player on Google, like uh, we're we're jockeying for like uh, first position. Like he got drafted, so he was up there. Then I had another Tonight Show. Then I got up there, so it's like we're bumping each other off. You know, a little bit of a power play. Wow, if you will, <laughs> if you will. You know, there's a Richie Byrne soccer player who gets a lot, and there's a Richie Byrne who on YouTube who takes a rubber band. And like lets it go on his forehead and then falls back. And he has so many more fucking views than my comedy. I bet he draws better than all of us. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I have had people go, Are you the Richie Byrne with the rubber band? I'm like, No, I'm not the Richie Byrne. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm the only Mark Riccadonna. You're the so. only Mark Riccadonna. And we're all lucky. We won. We're all lucky. About that. <laughs> you, no. uh, you know we didn't do the joke you said you'd have a joke for us well, but you, uh, you always 
with your podcast with uh, Justin Silver, you guys always do a joke, and it's the you know, yeah. like, warning, warning, distasteful joke. Like you make Jessica Kirsten <laughs> yeah. say say a lesbian joke. You know, we stopped doing it. We stopped doing it. It just it played. Did you it get out. too much heat for it? No, not really. Not really. We didn't get heat for it, but it just it just it was harder and harder to come up with the jokes and and uh, I actually pitched it and they didn't understand like they didn't understand. I guess they understood. They just didn't. I thought it was funny, you know. I think it was he, hilarious. He's, all these old jokes are out there, and 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 uh, it's funny to get the person whose group it is that's offended. Have them read their own joke. Like I had my mother read an Italian joke. Like <laughs> funny to me, but like some people go, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's it is what it is. To me, like hearing a comedian or even a regular person tell a joke is just like exciting. Yeah, because you probably know the joke. But you get to see somebody do it in their own way, and they know what they're good at, so they know how to do the timing or right. color it or whatever. So it's kind of like watching a band cover a standard. So it's like Metallica doing my way versus, you know, uh, yeah. Bush or somebody. You well, know? some people won't even say, you know, because everybody's so politically correct now. They'll be like, uh, these jokes aren't funny. It's like, I don't know. There's uh, whole books of these jokes that sold off. The, you know what I mean? Like these were like yeah. people when people told jokes, this is what they told. And there's books of them. So right. I understand that it's offensive, but that's part of the fun of it. It's like we all make fun of each other kind of, right. but like not in a hateful get out of my neighborhood way, but in a very like, oh, we're all, we all, we all understand that there's differences and we're just poking fun at the differences. But Today the mantra is we're all the same. There are no differences, and I, that's not true. Right. We're all different. Like, uh, but it's we're all should be treated equal. You know, it's all right. it's all fun. It's all should be all love and all fun. But I guess it's a thing of the past now. You know. Yeah. But yeah. I was doing it for a while just because I liked the, these jokes are really. I mean, some of them are really corny, and some of them are funny. But uh, I thought it would be funny to have the person read their own joke. I, love well, I think it's a tremendous idea. So you got an Italian yeah. joke for us? <laughs> I know. I have a Michael Jackson joke. All right. Ooh. Perfect. What did the woman say to Michael Jackson on the beach? What? Get out of my son. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm very offended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's great, man. That's my favorite one. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> so, Mike, you uh, were kind of from the same area. You you spent time in Boardman, Ohio, which is... Yeah, I was born in Youngstown. So, and I went to Stadium Drive in Boardman. And then we moved to Florida. And then uh, spent some years in Florida. And then moved back, moved back to Ohio, Youngstown area, and went to Canfield for middle school, like a year of middle school and a year of high school, and then uh, moved back to Florida to graduate from high school. Nice. But you went, you were, went to Brookfield? Yeah, I was, well, I was in Canton, uh, Glen Oak, and then we moved to uh, Brookfield, which is outside of Youngstown Warren area. Yeah. And then at 17, went to New York City because I oh, was wow. in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> you spend that much time in Ohio in a row, you got to get out. Yeah, no, it's a good, um, it's good people though. Really yeah. good people. And well, I, I think what happened to the area and, uh, 
for years and years, they were like, is it going to come back? Is there going to be economic? Now I just think that they're just downsizing. Yeah. They're just like, like knocking down these places that are like been abandoned for years. And just like the population is uh, down across the board. So I think they're just adjusting to that. And maybe that's the better thing to do. Yeah. It's I not just Youngstown. It's the entire Rust Belt, you know. It's the- yeah. Well, I think people are leaving the Midwest as fast as possible to go to the coasts. And now the coasts are filling up. And yeah. I think there's going to be a move back eventually where people are going to want to go back to the middle of America and own land, own space. I don't know. My whole thing was like the Amazon, you know, Amazon uh, you know, had plans to move into Long Island city. And, um, you know, regardless how you felt about that, I, my whole thing was why wouldn't you move one of these plants to young, like a, a place like Youngstown the that would just jumpstart the economy, all these jobs. And there's people like who need the work and would, it would just, um, reinvigorate the area. But, uh, a lot of people were like, well, the talent, the top tiered talent would never, wouldn't move to Youngstown. They wouldn't move to that area. Yeah. They need to keep it in an area that's like, um, quote unquote, desirable, like a New York, like an L.A., like a yeah. really. That's what, they, that's what I've been told. I've been told that they won't move because it just makes sense to me. It's like instead of like forcing this into like this area, which is already dense and overpopulated. Plus, you know, before the virus hit, this was I mean, it's thriving. You know, you know what I mean? Like people, you know, have jobs and stuff here in Youngstown. It's like people are out of work. People are looking right. for opportunities. So. Why not put Amazon there? Right. Yeah. But right. I guess like, uh, it would be, I, they're saying the top talent, the top people that they need would not move there. All Did those you? tech companies moved to Seattle, Austin, to where the colleges were. So those right. kids were graduating college and not having to move across the country. They right. get to stay in their city that they went to school in. And then it built like a community. Now you go to Seattle, Portland, Austin. And it's people who consider themselves full-on Texans, but they've only been there for five years. Yeah, they spent their college years there, so they're excited to stay. Um, yeah, I would like to see some company do that with like a town like Youngstown, like move there and re. Because I, I mean, there's a lot of talent there. There is a there. I I disagree. I think that there is a lot. I think you know, you could make a good life there. Like actually, you could buy a house for very cheap. You could live very like you could have. Oh, I, I mean, quite a great life. What you could live a great life, yeah. I don't understand it, so I don't know. The worries were way less. <laughs> one of my yeah. favorite comedy stories. I don't know if you remember this, but I uh, when I created the Staten Island Comedy Festival, um, you gave me one of my best lessons as a producer wow. and as a booker. I booked you with Julian McCullough, so and good. normally I do double headliners. I don't know why I did this. But I said, headline by by Julian McCullough featuring Mike Vecchione. And you were such a pro. You didn't say shit to me. You just sit there and you did 30 minutes of not the comic. I mean, the audience could not breathe. You hit him so hard. I saw Julian shit his pants. And, and you came over to me. and you're, I, I paid you. And you go, next time, just let me know who I'm working for. Uh, Julian's on my level. I'd rather headline another night. But don't ever do that to me again. I'll see you soon, buddy. And Julian, Julian goes, well, you asked me if I could follow McVecchione. I guess the answer is nope. (laughs) And and Julian and I grew up together, so he was fine with it. But he was like, ah, Vec was on a mission. I didn't mean it that way, but I was in that stage where I was like sensitive about that kind of thing. Like a guy 
like um i love julian i think julian was great i thought he was and great. he loves you yeah i love him but it's like i know julian's going to be famous in, in the in, in no time anyway right but just for right now right now um, yeah yeah remind me a different time you know whatever but i know what you mean there's a point in your career where that shit matters so much yeah right? and and when you feel disrespected all you want to do is go up and blow everybody your fucking way. Right. And, well, message, and then, and, message sent and delivered. Yeah, and now, yeah. <laughs> and then you hit a point where you go, whatever, just give me the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give yeah, me the money. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay, whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was great. So, I love watching I, 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 I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a different um, story. I was on the road. And you get tired, like on the road, like Richie was saying. It's like after a while, you just get tired. You're like, um, yeah, you know, and and then so I'm on the road, and the the feature on the road kept telling me he's a headliner, which I'm fine. I get it. Oh, um, God. But he kept telling me, he kept telling me, he kept telling me, and uh, and but he kept telling me like different ways. <laughs> By the end of the weekend, I was like, how about I don't even want to do this? How about you? Get I don't even want to be here. Like, how about you could just have this? I, I'd rather be doing something else right now. Like, I don't even want to. <laughs> After a while, just giving up and being like, like, you don't understand. Like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be doing this. You can have this. You can have the headline spot, and you can have the entire weekend. I'd rather just. I want to just like write something and do something else. Whoa! It's, it's, no, I I totally understand what you're saying, man. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, it, but it's something that I, I understand from that from from that perspective. It like means so much. It's like I'm I'm you know somebody said goal like I'm a headline, I'm a headline. But like to the guy who's headlining, he's like, ah, dude, I I don't even want to be here. How about that? <laughs> a few years ago, I did a theater and and uh in New Jersey, and I'm driving to the gig and. I didn't want to go, and I'm in the car going, ah, fuck, I don't want to. And I'm, I'm like, we, you, you got to stop doing this, man. You got to stop acting this way. You can't feel this way, you know. People would kill to do what you do for a yeah, living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop being, yeah. you know, the guilt kicks yeah. in. So I get to the theater, and there's a green room, and Bob DeBuono's in the in the green room, and he's looking at the mirror, and I go, what's up, Bob? And he goes. I tried to get to the three accidents just so I wouldn't have to do this gig. <laughs> it's just like, wow, okay, you're at a whole other level than me, man. At least I got here. You're trying to kill yourself to get out. Uh, it, <laughs> I, I, I take whatever spot I'm on. I don't give a shit. Well, no, the, the thing is, a pain in the ass. <laughs> but you hate it when you. It, it makes you think about when you're offered it, because when you're offered it, you're like, I'll take it. But, but then when it comes time to do it, you're like, why did I take this? So yeah. you have to go, like, when you're offered it, be like, nah, I'm good. No, just right. something, something else will come. Because yeah. if you take if you take the thing, it blocks that date, and then you get offered something else, and then you can't, like, you know what I mean? You, you're right. like, oh, God, I'm locked into this now. I can't, like, bail. Right. Or if you can bail, it's like, then you got to do the whole thing of, like, I got to figure out how to get out of this now. Right, <laughs> but if you're just like, I'm not doing like, nah, I'll just sit home, dude. I don't, I don't, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, the, sure. uh, I like the guys who are like straight up about what it is, too. You know what I mean? Oh, about the gig, like, not yeah, saying like, gig, just like, this is what it is, dude. Or, or I like the people who in the business who don't know, like, they don't know how to do They just, 
they send you an email and it has no information in it. So it's like, Hey dude, like, okay, what's the, what's the money? How long do I have to be clean? How far? Who else is on the show? Yeah. Even, I mean, you're going to yeah. do that, but mostly it's like the, the relevant information, but some people will send you an email and it's like, there's none of that information there. It's like, I'm doing this great thing at this great place and can't wait to hear back from you. It's like any information would be good. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of exposure. I'm what? on the Tonight Show. I don't need any more exposure. Exposure is not going to pay my rent. It's not going to pay my bills. That's fun. It's true. Yeah. How, how is – talk about that. Talk about Tonight Show because we're, we're bitching, and, but, but, like, that's the pinnacle. That's where you, you want to be. You got to do it with Jay and – Yeah, Jay. I got to do it with Leno. And, oh, you uh, did? Oh, I didn't know. Leno in 2010, and then I got to do it with uh, Fallon. To walk uh, us through the 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 J process of how how it came about, and then then we'll switch over to the the Fallon year. Um, in 2010, I was at a good 2010. I, you know, people don't realize this about this business. Like stuff comes. It doesn't. It doesn't just come like a people get normal promotions. Like sometimes you'll hit and you'll have a year where it's like you get a bunch of stuff. It'll mm -hmm. be a great year, and then some years. You'll get like you'll be you'll be like what am I you know a nobody like I I was so I got so much stuff last year and it's like I'm I've got nothing this year so but 2010 was a really good year I got like a bunch of stuff like Montreal uh, new faces I did last comic standing um, I did some other show for Comedy Central's Russell Simmons live at the El Rey. And then uh, I did the Tonight Show, and then I did a half hour at the end of the year. So I had a, like a bunch of stuff hit at, at one time. So the Tonight Show actually came through uh, uh, Caroline's. They recommended Bob and Ross, who were booking the show at the time, to take a look at me. So they looked at me, and um, they were like, "Okay, it's pretty." It's, they're like, "It's." I, I thought there would be a, a bunch of like adjustments to the set. They were like, "No, nah, looks good," and. Um, so then I oh I flew out to LA to do the show, and it was uh, taped there then because they taped in LA yeah and uh, a couple That's things. Why you flew there, Joe. <laughs> Nick Novicki. I was staying with Nick Novicki. Ah, I love Nick. Okay, so I was staying with little Nicky, and um, I get there the night before, and I go to sleep, and I wake up, and I put a suit on. And I do my, I take a shower. I'm all ready to go. I have my suit on and he's sleeping. So he's giving me a ride. So oh I wake him up to give me a ride. And, um, and he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm ready to go. It's time. It's like noon. I have to go. You know, I have to get to the show. And he's like, it's not noon. It's nine o'clock in the morning. You didn't before cell phone. So it was like, he's like, you didn't change. You didn't take into account the time difference. It's 9 a.m. So I was in a complete suit and ready to go at 9 a.m. You were in wrestling mode. You were just yeah. you were focused, man. You were focused. When he tells that story, he he laughs so hard because I'm standing over him in a, like a, in a full suit being like, come yeah. on, we got to go. Yeah. He thought he was getting arrested. I, put, I love the idea that you put the suit on. Like, it didn't dawn on you that you'd have a, a dressing room and you can change when you got there. And well, I wore the suit. <laughs> I want the suit back to bed. <laughs> Take the suit off, everything, go back to bed. Yeah, it's crazy. The other thing was I was out there like 
you know, it's nerve wracking, these things. So it's like, you're out there, I'm going through my, cause I don't know if people know that you put your set on cue cards just to make, I mean, you have it, you run it a bunch of times, but they put it on cue cards. So you remember your talking points. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm going through the, they do a walkthrough before you actually do the show before there's an audience there so i'm on the stage I'm, and that really helps me for some guys i guess i don't care but for me it helps my mental like visualization of it and all that stuff so i actually go through the set and um i'm going through it in my head and uh talking it out and looking and they're telling me because you have to watch for the time too because when they keep the time there and the guy gives you, he gives you two minutes, he gives you one minute, and then he tells you to wrap up and you've got to be on your last joke. So it has to be timed out pretty much. So I'm standing there and I'm, I'm going through it and Leno comes out and he starts talking to me and he goes, hey, do, and he said the most comforting thing maybe ever. He was like, if it goes long, don't worry about it, we'll cut it. He's like, this will be, this is the best gig you've ever done, dude. It, it'll be, this, they're ready to laugh. They're here to love you. He's like, you're going to do great. Don't even worry about it. So did it, that put you it, at ease? It put me so at ease. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, he's like, you're going to do great. He's like, this is a great, he's like, you're going to love it. You got to enjoy it. He's like, we, cause he's a real comic. Like he's been yeah, on I was, the road. I was about to say, he's he's guy. So he's like, we do all these terrible gigs and these crazy, and we get fucked around so much. He's like, this is a walk in the sun. So mm -hmm. he basically let me know to like celebrate it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he, cool. he brought me back to his desk and he was like, do you want to call your father? I didn't even know the phone was a real phone. <laughs> I thought it was like a prop phone. He picks it up. I give him the number. He calls my father. What? Calls From the desk? Father. And my father invites him to dinner. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> you know, he's of like, course. And I talk to my father. It's like, it was not, it was, it's such a gener generous, loving thing to do. You know what I mean? Like, Holy, wow. so, so your dad got to sit, literally sit there, answer the phone. And he's yeah. like, hey, this is Jay Leno. I got yeah. your son, Mike, here. Yeah. Oh, what, what a proud moment that he got to enjoy. And he's like, holy shit, I'm talking to Jay Leno. Yeah. Now, did they air that part or no? Did they air him? No, they didn't air that. It's just, it was, that's hey, another man. great thing. It's like, there's no reason for him to do it except. Jay kindness. did it for you. Yeah, he yeah. did it for me. He did it for kindness. And he didn't know me. He was just like, oh, this is the comic on the show tonight. But you were a and comic. Yeah. I'm a comic. He brought me back. He was a, a sweetheart, man. Really, really man. sweet. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Wow. Now, how was it? How was it when you did it with Jay? Uh, not Jay. Uh, when 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 you did it um, with Jimmy. 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 Well, one one thing I did one with Jimmy. I did a I I did a Tonight Show with Jimmy. It was good. And then the next year, this is a fun. This is a good story. Like the next year, I put I submit a set, and uh, the Booker, who's a great guy, Michael Cox, he was like, I just don't have room for you right now, dude. I'm just. It's a great set. He's like, it's a great set. He at least he was like. He was like, this is a great set. I just don't have room for you right now. He's like, I won't be like, I, I he's like, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't. I'm too, I'm backed up with too many guys. That happens sometimes. So I go, okay, well, thanks for looking at it. He's like, it's really good though. I go, thank you. Thank you. And um, I'm like, I'll try again another time. So then um, I, I'm sleeping and I live with Dan Soder, you know, who's, uh, you guys all know, he's a fantastic comic and uh, he's doing a lot of big things. And, uh, he knocks, he's knocking on my door in the morning and I fucking, I open the door. He's like, it's, he, he goes to his cell phone. He goes, it's Michael Cox. <laughs> he called me for you. Yeah. <laughs> I was sleeping. So he gives me the cell phone and goes, do you want to do the tonight show tonight? I go, what? He goes, uh, Brian Regan's Brian Regan canceled. 
he had an emergency and you you have the best available set. Do you want to do the show tonight? And I go, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And, uh, and I'm, he's like, okay, let's put it in motion. Like, what do you want to promote? Like all the things that you have to do before you go on the show. He's like, let's do it. And, and, you know, and you're just thinking they need to take a morning piss. Yeah. <laughs> that, so that's when, started, that's when you promoted me. I had the set ready yeah. and, uh, I went and did it. And, uh, and that was, that was a big thing the day of, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great way to wake like, up. For people who don't know, like usually it takes weeks and weeks and sometimes <laughs> months to develop the when set I, and to yeah. work it out and stuff. But like, I happen to have it and give it to them. And, uh, it just, it, it happened to like, you know, where he could green light me that day. So it was great. That's the best example of everybody just stay in their lane and you stayed in your lane and were patient right. and, and might you, you trusted that Michael knew it was a good set. He just yeah. didn't have room and it yeah, ended up working prepared. out. Be right. prepared. Be prepared. And deliver. See, I, when I did Rosie O'Donnell show, I had the opposite happen. They moved me twice for whatever reason. They're like, they called me like two days before I went, we got to move you. We got to wow. move you. that. That's frustrating. Well, Cause you think you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gearing up, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but then, like, the day of the day of thing, I'd have too much time to like, cause we're we, for your listeners who don't know, it's like you take weeks and weeks to run the set. You keep running it and running it and running it and running it. With this, there's no time to like overthink it. It's just like, oh okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, it, it it's cool with them too to go. Just do it. You got it. Don't right. worry. About it. You know, cause a lot of shows aren't like that. A lot of shows are very nitpicky about. Don't do this, do yeah. that, don't do this. And yeah. and I've heard that, that Jimmy's not like that. The Tonight Show is not like that. He's great and he does it. He, he's a sweetheart of a guy. Uh mm -hmm. and, and and also he does a thing also that's completely unselfish. It's and he's done it every time I've done the show, which is he will right before you go out, you're standing behind the curtain with the microphone. It's uh I don't know, it's like a like the sports thing that you were saying, Joel. It's like Right before you go out and wrestle like a huge match, like a state championship type match, you're it's right before that moment. So it's like you're there, you prepared, but now you're just in the moment breathing, you know, and getting yourself ready to go out and like go, you know, perform. You you basically have to go out there and be loose and perform. So you're standing behind there. They they the second segment's uh, over and they go to commercial. Now during the commercial, he does this thing where he comes out and stands on the stage. And um, it's not televised. There's no cameras on. He talks to the audience. He just goes, look, there's a comic coming out here named Mike Vecchione. He's very funny. He's very good. You're going to love him. Just um, uh, he's doing a set. Make sure you give him all the love and um, uh, applause and attention that he deserves because he's coming out here for you guys. So um, make sure you're there for him. Wow. This is a very, like, sweet, encouraging yeah, you up to succeed, kind of a thing. That's so whereas, no. whereas there's no cameras on. There's no. There's no. Um. Oh, you know, like reason to do it other than to set you up to succeed. Right. Now, did you have a lot of guys come with you to, to New York? Like, what did Soder come with you to hang out in the green room? I think when you did the Tonight Show, yeah. or a couple. Soder was there a couple times. Like he had to tape his show, The Bonfire, right? Serious XM, which is across the street. So he had to, he could, he come, he came and hang, hung out, but right before he had to go tape. So he had, okay. to, but yeah, like um, a bunch of my friends come to the green room. I have the same group come every time and we hang out and then uh, I do the show. Keep and you then, loose. 
get loose. It, it makes me feel like loose and supported. And then we got the dinner. We got a little Italy to eat afterwards every time. Nice. That's great. So like a ritual. Well, I mean, Fallon has such a, a great following. I think that 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 uh, that video that set that you're talking about got like a hundred thousand hits almost overnight. Yeah, I think, and and we sold out the two shows at the Valley Forge Casino because yeah. he just mentioned it, and like, boom, boom, yeah, great. <laughs> so well, <laughs> whatever. That all the time. That's our time. <laughs> Joe got so caught up in the story, he forgot. We've been doing yeah. shows for, what, eight weeks? Yeah. And Mark and I have been doing it without Joel. We used to have Joel on when we were at the comic strip, just audio. We got rid of Joel. That That's the first time in eight weeks that there's been a lull in the fucking conversation. <laughs> it's when Joel comes back. Yeah. Joel, what's the story there? The story there is that there's four people, and it's and we used to do it at the comic strip, and it's a little harder to have four people on a show. It's better with the two hosts and, or Mark and one guest. Way fucking better at this than you are. Yeah, that's <laughs> so I got into producing. <laughs> but, it, but now it's back to being easy on on this platform, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's really easy to do. So do you bring that up, Joel? Do you go like, "There's no reason I can't be on it now," right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh, he, he just proved the reason, Mike. He just proved the reason. So you right. work? Did you you work for Joel a lot in the in, in the early years? I was. Uh, I think you had a core a group of Staten Island guys that you used, including Pete Davidson. You know, Pete Davidson. Sorry, giving That's Pete Davidson his his because uh, I was trying to get him there. Yeah, Pete was very funny, very fast. He was young yeah. and and great. Uh, a great joke guy right away. So I guess Joel like uh, gave him his early start. And um, there were other guys like that, that I was, I was in the city mostly, but um, I know uh, Joel and Julian were close. So you guys go to high school together, right? You guys yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. I know you guys were close and that was cool. Um, Cause we were all tight with Julian and, um, but no, I wasn't in that core group of guys because uh, I didn't live in Staten Island. So now you, but, um, but but you're in Pete's movie. Yeah, I was in Pete's movie. I went and auditioned, and uh, he was there, and um, and uh, it was because well, in the audition it was Pete and Judd, and uh, it was uh, I did it, and then afterwards they were like, "Oh, we'll let you know," and I'm like, "Cool," because Pete was super cool, and Judd, like I know Judd from just being around the cellar. And um, so I did it, and then I went to – that's Tampa. I went to Tampa, Mark, with you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went that was the week because I moved my That flight. was that week I was I, – I usually headlined, but I opened that week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a great callback, Mark. That was a good one, Mark. <laughs> but that's not, but, I, that's not the one I was talking about, but that's a great – that's a great um, fucking callback. That's great. <laughs> When but, is the movie coming out? June twelfth, and on demand. On demand. Yeah. Awesome. Was it always going to be that way, or did they? Have no, to it was going to be in theaters, but because uh, of the virus, it's on demand now. But who, who knows? Maybe that'll work to our advantage. It'll get more eyes. Right. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you a funny story. Um, I'm from Staten Island. I grew up in Staten Island, and um, last year I did a theater on Staten Island, the St. George Theater, and 
a girl I went to grammar school, a girl I grew up with, uh, has her own limo company. And um, uh, Marissa Tomei is one of her clients. No kidding. So she came, the girl came to the show. And after the show, we had this big party. And she's coming up to me. She's going, you know, Marissa's in this movie. And uh, the Pete Davidson movie, you got to get in that movie. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. She's like, no, you got to get in. I'm going to talk to Marissa. And I'm like, please, God, don't talk to Marissa. Please don't talk to Marissa. <laughs> My dad told me when I moved to New York, he's like, don't move to New York. Move to L.A. and see if you can just walk around the sitcom sets and see if you can get in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an Italian thing to do. That's a great just thing. Just, like, just that how it works around there. See if you can get in. <laughs> like, like it's construction. Yeah. If you hang around long enough, they give you a broom and start yeah. you off. Next thing yeah. you know, you're in a union. My, my boy Mike's been there morning, noon, and night. I don't know why he's not on yet. <laughs> Half of it well, showing up. <laughs> what was it like uh, taping though with uh, with Pete? Because I think you ended up uh, filming more days than you were supposed to, right? Yeah, we filmed for three weeks, but the audition was like. When they first told me about the audition, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to move my flight for an audition. They're like, well, it's for uh, Pete and Judd. They're going to be in the room. I'm like, all right, I'm moving the flight now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's, I thought it was just a casting agent or whatever, but I, I, I wasn't sure what it was. But they were like, no, no, no. It's, they want to, because it's improv, because it's a lot of improv. They want you to be, they, they want to be in the room. So I'm like, oh, that's fucking, I'll definitely move my flight. So I moved my flight and did it. And then I was at Moon Tower, and uh, Pete texted me, and I called him. He was like, "Yeah, you got it." So that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Him and, and and Ricky and Dave. I'm sure they all pushed for me, you know, to get it. So I'm sure that's the reason I was, you know, in the movie. So it was great. But uh, the the shooting of it was unbelievable, man. I I thought it was like it was just. Uh, an incredible experience, and um, I mean, I, I learned so much just being around there. And uh, I've never, you know, I've never been on the, a, a set like that before. And it was, it was just really, really. Steve Buscemi's in it. Bill Burr is in it. Um, you know, uh, uh, Rich Voss, Dominic Morosi. Like those are the guys I hung at. Like the, I, Rich was in it. I think. I think there was other people in it, but uh, Paul Verzi. But I didn't. I didn't see them. Like I was with the fire. I was with the group of firefighters. So I was with the guys. Um, a, a few of the guys were firefighter actors. They were actors who were also firefighters. A bunch of them. Okay. And, um, and Machine then, Gun uh, Kelly. Were you there when he was filming or no? Yeah. I, I no no. I didn't actually see him. Well, I yeah. They, I mean, they got a lot of stars in that Worst movie. May I saw from a distance, but like we didn't shoot any. Like we did scenes in the fire hall, so we didn't see her at all. Did really? you work with Buscemi? What's that? Buscemi was there yeah. because yeah, he, he was the captain of the fire fires, so he was there. Burr was there. Anything having to do with the firehouse, I got to. Uh, you know, uh, when I started in comedy, I was doing open mics in the city. He was doing open mics back then with me. Who's that, Buscemi? Yeah, people don't yeah. realize that that he used to uh, do stand up. You know. Yeah, he did stand up. He was a firefighter too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's great he's man. A great guy. Well, no wonder he got the part. He's just a great guy, man. He's, he's a great him. guy, and uh, I'll tell you what, it's like Bill Burr's a dick. Like watching Judd work, it's like it's incredible. You know what I mean? It's like you're just watching how he 
directs a scene. It's just, it's, it was, it was unbelievable, man. It was really, yeah, I bet. An experience. It was really crazy. I felt really lucky to, to be in it. It was, it was funny. I was just saying this on another show that, um, it was one that was like a Friday night or something. And, um, they were like, oh, we're not sure if we need you. We'll let you know. Go eat. You know, the this craft services is open. So go eat and then come back and then just hang out for a little bit and then we'll see. And so I went to eat and I came back and I was hanging out and the weather was real nice and I was just like sitting outside. And um, I was like, actually, there's no place I would rather, there's no place I'd rather be. It's like, what am I rushing home for to be? Like, I, you know, I'm on a, uh, a fucking movie set right now with uh, Burr, Apatow, and uh, Pete and uh, Steve Buscemi. It's like, you know, I'm going to be basically, <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to be more um, about Pete's life a little bit. Cause uh, Soder actually had texted me asking me if there was any old school photos of Soder and Pete doing stand up. Oh, really? Yeah. But I don't, I, cause Soder's in it as well. Isn't he? No. Mm -mm. Oh, that went nowhere. I don't. I don't think Soder. Right. I mean, I, I live with Soder. I don't think he's in it. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. Joel would know more than you would. No, but I, I don't. I don't know if like Apatow. He said Apatow had asked him for for old pictures of Pete doing stand up. So, but, oh, but really? it, it, did, it ended up not going that direction at all. I don't think they even mentioned that Pete does stand up. No, it's it's semi based on his life. So it's like. It's not, it's, it's, it's like his life if he never would have found stand up. Right. So I don't think stand up is a part of it. Well, that's where Joel comes in. Mike, this has been a lot of fun, buddy. <laughs> I love you, man. That was the best, man. And I can't wait to see it. Yeah. June Mike, on demand. Congratulations on all your success, man. Thank you. It's yeah, really man. great. Thank yeah, you. Awesome yeah. to see one of the good ones winning the fight, man. Thank yeah. Thank yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really appreciate you coming on the show. You killed it here. No problem. And, and uh, we hope to have you back. Oh, uh, can I plug my podcast? Absolutely. Absolutely. No it's, disrespect. Uh, no disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Um, and also, I have two albums. The Worst Kind of Thoughtful is the latest album available on iTunes and Muscle Confusion. So, two albums and uh, my podcast. And please follow me on social media at Comic Mike V. It was off the album of the year, baby. Go yeah. Buy his album. album, buy his album. We just did comics. We just said you could play your podcast. You, the album was now you gotta pay us. <laughs> Get out there and buy it. Support Mike. He's a very yeah, good guy. Right, and we're stuck in this no way off. to make money. Hey, stay on when we go off, bro. All okay. right. Hey nice guys, that was drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Mike Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.